COVID is dead, and it was killed by a Democrat governor wielding a non-lethal weapon called the Omicron variant. Hey everybody, I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Ott, and this is Right Angle, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Gentlemen, my otherwise useless governor, when I say useless, I mean on his best days, uh, Jared Polis, Democrat of Colorado, on Friday said the thing that he's not supposed to say. He said, and I quote, talking about COVID, the emergency is over. And then he went on to talk about masks. And he said, that's not something that you require. You don't tell people what to wear. You don't tell people to wear a jacket when they go out in winter and force them to wear it. If they get frostbite, it's their own damn fault. And then he went on about vaccines. And he said, oh, I, I don't have the exact quote here. Sorry about that. My bad. But what he said was, I think everybody should get vaccinated. But if they don't, that's their own business. And if they end up in the hospital, that's their own darn fault. So my Democrat governor is suddenly taking a laissez-faire attitude towards the pandemic. And um, Scott, I'm going to shoot this first question over to you. When a Democrat who might possibly be positioning himself for the 2024 race against Joe Biden or the corpse of Joe Biden or the husk of Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or whoever it happens to be in 2024, um, what does that tell you when a Democrat is turning against the, the panic mongers and the Karens of his own party? Well, my first instinct uh, was to say, Boy, that James O'Keefe, he gets those hot takes <laughs> off camera, you know, out of the public eye. <laughs> but you're saying he said this in public. In public on Friday. Now, he, he intentionally, uh, he did a partial walk back on the thing that he said about masks, uh, okay. just because apparently he offended the uh, state bureaucracy who want to be able to boss people around. But it was only a partial walk back. And he didn't walk back saying that the emergency was over. He didn't walk back saying, if you want the vaccine, take the vaccine. If not, it's your own damn fault what happens next. Um, this, this is a sea change, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I think it is. And I think it's just really what you would expect from a politician. He's listening. He's paying yeah. attention to what the public thinks. And he knows that in his state, just because uh, you know they enjoy a, a majority now or they have some control in the legislature. They own um, the whole thing, Scott. Yes. Not a single Republican statewide. But but he also knows that all the Republicans didn't move out of Colorado, that what he has, he enjoys because of organization at the ground level by some very shrewd Democrats who managed to cobble together those controlling majorities. He knows that he still uh, is dependent upon the goodwill of people who don't always agree with him. And so he's smart. He says, OK, from a political standpoint, this uh, position is no longer tenable. We are going to take on a position that will be. And he also realizes that even the most heartfelt Democrats whose grandfathers were Democrats uh, get to a certain point where they have a practical nature kick in and they say, you know what, I'm all for this uh, virtue signaling. I'm all for appearing like we're in favor of what our Democrat leaders say. But the upshot is eight hours a day at my workplace with one of these masks on is a nightmare. And in reality, if you look around, the the Omicron variant, which is you know terrorizing the world right now, is doing it in a very gentle manner. Um, it rather, it's disturbing rather than killing people. And so I think they're smart as well. And they look around and say, you know what, I you don't have I, I don't have your back, Governor. If you don't start getting a little more practical about this. Indeed. Uh, God, Jared Paulus can learn. 
knocked me off my feet when that happened. Uh, Bill, I'm glad Scott mentioned the Omicron variant because that, in this case, is the murder weapon because it doesn't kill anybody. Here we are a good three weeks plus into the Omicron breakout, uh, first reported in South Africa, and not one death has been recorded anywhere in the world. They tried to record one in Britain earlier this week, but it turns out it was one of those died with, not from deaths. Yeah, Yeah, so I'm sorry, doesn't count. <clears throat> Try again. And what's amazing about Omicron is at worst, it presents as a mild flu. That's that's the worst thing anybody has ever seen. But it is so contagious that in South Africa, where Omicron broke out first, as of last week, 75% of the cases being treated in South Africa were Omicron. It is crowded out Delta in it, it crowded out Delta in, in nothing flat. Within two or three weeks, Delta is is almost gone in South Africa. So what does that tell you that a mild flu is now crowding out the thing that was supposed to kill us all last year? Well, I'm no scientist, and and I don't know much about science, not being personally acquainted with Dr. Fauci, but let's just go back (laughs) a little bit and talk about this word vaccine. The word vaccine, either of you know what the Latin root of vaccine is, by the way? Go for it. It's vaca. It comes from cow. And it was named a vaccine because Edward Jenner discovered that pretty maids all in a row is an expression that goes back a long way. And and what pretty maids all in a row means is that milkmaids, women who, who milk cows for a living, there's a lot more of that going on before we had these giant factory farms, were pretty because they didn't have the pox, uh, smallpox craters all over their faces. And uh, Jenner was the first guy to really think about this in scientific terms. I'm sorry, he wasn't an acquaintance of Dr. Fauci either. But nevertheless, he used something that was kind of a pre-science sort of a pseudo way of thinking about things without just appeals to authority. And he wondered why it was that these that these um, milkmaids were not becoming infected with this extremely deadly thing called smallpox. And what he realized eventually was that vaccine was that smallpox and cowpox were similar. The cowpox infection meant that you would get a very mild breakout. It wouldn't leave these horrible scars and pits in your face that smallpox did, but it was close enough to smallpox so that when your body got cowpox, it produced antibodies against cowpox and they also worked against smallpox. So what? Dr. Jenner did was he took a little knife and found somebody with cowpox and he put it in that little pustule there and cut a little hole in somebody else's arm who didn't have either and wipe some of that stuff in there. And then that person developed cowpox and that person never developed smallpox. And that's how real vaccines work. Now, what you find when you look at, at infectious diseases is the same pattern. You find that over time, they become more infectious and less lethal. That is natural selection at work. If you have a virus that is that kills people on contact, let's just say, then that virus is going to die out because it kills off the hosts. And what the virus wants to do from a natural selection point of view is make as many copies of itself as possible. So in order for that virus to be as successful as it can be in terms of natural selection and evolution and all the pachinko falls falling down to where they fall, then what a virus should be is extremely contagious and extremely not lethal. 
benign, because that means the virus gets to live forever. That's essentially what the cold virus is. It's extremely contagious, extremely widespread, and extremely benign, because if the cold killed people, there wouldn't be any cold viruses anymore, because the people carrying the cold viruses would be dead. So I saw um, uh, uh, something with Magic Johnson just a couple days ago, and that should shock you and stop you in your tracks, because I'm old enough to remember the day that Magic Johnson announced that he had developed AIDS. He had contracted AIDS, and that was when AIDS was a death sentence. Now, since then, there have been anti-AIDS cocktails that have helped a lot, but basically, AIDS is not what AIDS used to be. The AIDS virus that killed people is gone. It, it, It killed everybody. And so here we are with Omicron. So yes, he's up for re-election. That's my first thought. My second thought is he might actually be able to look at the little data and see that Florida, which has the least restrictive mandates on all of these things, also has the lowest per capita uh, infection rate in the nation. Now, for old-fashioned people like me, that's data. Uh, that's not appeal to authority. That's not, uh, you know, you know what it's not. It's actual data. And this is nothing but good news. Frankly, if it turns out to continue the way things things keep going, this is also the definition of herd immunity, Steve. Yeah. Herd immunity is when is when enough people have developed antibodies against a, a disease so that the disease can no longer jump from one person to another in a crowd. There's not the, 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 the dry brush is not so close together that you get a wildfire. It just can't spread. And if things continue to pan out the way they're panning out, then Omicron being more contagious than Delta or the original strain will be infecting everybody. Everybody will get a little bit sick. Everybody will then develop natural immunity against all forms of the coronavirus, which is the gold standard of immunity and usually 13 times more antibodies than you get from a good vaccine. So yeah, this is wonderful news. And I might just point out that Dr. Scott Atlas uh, did a quick analysis of, of what actually also happened during these last two years. We're going to see an enormous spike in people dying of cancer, an enormous spike, yeah. because people who, who would normally have gone in for pre-screenings either didn't leave the house because of this scare, or they, they just didn't want to go, or whatever the case may be. Uh, David Frum said that unvaccinated people should be was David from, wasn't it? Said quietly, should yeah. be treated last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He went to yeah. Twitter with yeah. that. Treat, treat, treat the vac- the unvaccinated at the hospitals. Do it quietly, but but treat them last. So so now you know why. And when you get into things like the the, the number of uh, of of teens who are mutilating themselves, putting out cigarettes on their arms, cutting themselves is doubled or tripled. I, I don't know. One of those two things. You eat the number of suicides, alcoholism, spousal abuse, all of this stuff. So uh, that's just my um, knuckle dragging, you know, uh, low sloping forehead take on <laughs> on on the realm of, of, of science, which exists in the celestial vault accessible only to Dr. Fauci. But that's what actual real data is. And that's what actual real science is. And that's what actual real medicine is. It's got nothing to do with what we've seen for the last two years. Yeah, you know, Bill, you gave me an idea and my Photoshop skills aren't up for this. Maybe yours are. You know, take a, a still from uh, Revenge of the Sith, Emperor Palpatine, but before he's all disfigured, right? And you put Fauci's head, his face on Palpatine <laughs> with the caption, I am the science. <laughs> Little, little, yeah, little something exactly. maybe you could do that. Exactly. Um, 
Wow. You know, as a uh, 52 year old who's in really good health, I'm one of the uh, the 99%, one of the lucky few. Uh, we will just basically survive a COVID infection. It's uh, it's nice to be part of that that tiny subset, the uh, the 99%. But uh, when the vaccine became available earlier this year, I got it uh, for two reasons. Uh, one, the early studies showed that it reduced transmission rates by a third. And my in-laws, whom I love and love to spend time with, are both in like two or three uh, risk groups, high risk groups, easy just because of their age. And the other was, I didn't want to risk my sense of taste and smell because I love my food and drink so much. I just... That to me, that was the bright red line. Okay, I'll get the dang shot. Well, it turns out the transmission benefit was temporary, but I didn't get the thing. I didn't lose my sense of smell or taste. And so I'm happy. But you know what? I want Omicron. I want to catch this thing like you wouldn't believe. And the reason is you get that. And just like Bill was saying, it increases your immunity for everything else, even if something worse might come down the line later on. And between vaccination and natural immunity, you got double coverage. That's what I want. And the risk is zero. It shows as a mild flu if it shows at all. Now, I'm not so desperate to catch it that I'm going to fly to Wuhan and start licking doorknobs. I'm not going to start getting lunch every day, a bat on a stick. Uh, uh, that's uh, Bill Whittle's franchise. But I'm not going to do franchise. anything. I'm not going to follow, and I haven't been following, any of the silly mandates or restrictions or any of that. But I'm not going back to where we were a year and a half ago. Just give me the damn virus. Let me get it over with. And we can all, right now, if you haven't already, if you're one of those 17% who still thinks this is a big deal, please get on with your life. That's your right angle on that. Brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Hey, quick reminder, content like this, science, data, wit, fun, all of this stuff, it needs sponsors like you. So go to BillWhittle.com right now, become a member and make a one-time donation. We'd sure appreciate your support. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. 